Right. But if I went ahead and set up a visit with my doc um, twice a year and then two other times, he says, okay, I'm going to call you. You're 63 years old, a lot change in, in three months. Um, and that's that's me at a, at a 0.63 on the risk score. So if I am a, a 2.6 on the risk score, I've, I need to be seen more often than that. But if I'm a four to five, and most of our patients are, they are in a three and a half plus on the risk score. They, you, you have to lay eyes on them at least every month and you probably need to have four visits a month, either through telemedicine or, um, or in person based on, on how easy it is for us to get to their house. Welcome to the Disrupted Podcast. My name is Jamie Preston, and we're here with Scott Middleton. How are you doing, Scott? Great, Jamie. Great. Um, uh, interesting thing. I got it. Uh, started listening to podcasts, and there's one I really like, which mm-hmm. is called Race to Value, and it's about um, the it, it, the whole thing is about value based um, uh, services through mm-hmm. Medicare and how they're going to pay physicians. So I was listening to that, and then I started listening to another one that was called the ACO Network or something like that. Right. And I kept thinking, what's the difference between these two podcasts? And so what I really came down to is that the the Race to Value podcast starts out immediately grabbing your attention with, this is what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. The ACO Network one will spend the first five to, to ten minutes talking about the person that's on there, their credentials and what they've done or right. chit-chatting about the weekend. And right. so um, I want to make sure that you help me that when we're starting in this thing, that we get right to the point as fast <laughs> as we can so people don't have to waste time talking to us about chit-chat. Maybe yeah. we should chat at the end. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, we can save that for the end. Well, what have you disrupted this week? Because I know you've been traveling and going all over the place. So this is my disruption for everybody in South Carolina Georgia house calls. Um, when you go to your provider uh, page now and you look down at your build versus work hours, mm-hmm. you are going to be shocked. Yeah. Because we are calculating those correctly. And we went back this week and rechanged it up. So I want to explain to people what they get credit for in build hours. Yeah. So as you know, one of our biggest things, as we've been telling everybody, is that we bill um, our, our services based on a medical decision. Medicare pays us either a time-based or a medical decision-based. Mm-hmm. In order to get to a medical decision, the average provider I'm listening to takes less than 10 minutes. The American Medical Association says you should spend a maximum of 15 minutes in medical decision. Right. Um, we've had, I got doctors I've talked to who said, Scott, I mean, I've been doing this for 25 years. I can, if I have all the data in front of me, that medical decision is made in five minutes. I can document that and be on my way. Right. Uh, but the key to it is all your information has to be in front of you. What our providers continue to not understand is that everything getting there is medical is is should be billed CCM. Right. And and so you chronic care management means I am gathering information from everybody I know and, and it could and all the notes and even the patient themselves sitting mm-hmm. there in the home. 
and laying out this, and then I'm going to make my medical decision. Right. So in your build for build hours, you get credit for 10 minutes for your CPT code. Sometimes it may take you five. Sometimes it may take you 15, but you're going to get 10 minutes credit. Right. You're also getting credit for all your CCM minutes and you're getting credit for your drive time. Nice. So I, I would expect that, yes, there's some parts of your day that you're doing something that's not billable, right? Sure. And that's okay. Your billable now will be a little bit less. But Jamie, last month, when we went back and looked at the 40,000 worked hours, mm-hmm. by we, that, that means we wrote a check and paid people to work 40,000 hours last month. Wow. Providers. And we billed for 19800 mm, Half. Half. We're wow. only at 50%. Mm, yeah. Well, some of that was because our providers have continued to buck what we've shared with them about prolonged service codes. Mm-hmm. And in order for them to bill a 30-minute prolong, they have to document that they spent 40 minutes mm, on yeah. a CPP code that could have been bailed under medical decision-making in 10 minutes. Right. Just wasting. I mean, it wasn't a wasted time. I mean, the information they gathered, I'm sure, was important. Sure. But they're just throwing money away at this point. Yeah. Do you, money. do you think it's, do you think they, if they, they feel like if they spend more time with that patient, they, they're going to get, give better care. Do you feel like that's, that's the reason they're spending more time? You know, I, I, I tell you, it's no. I was talking to some providers yesterday, and I said, you know, it's been proven that the more visits you have mm-hmm. is what's going to save, make the better health care. So sure. instead of seeing somebody for an hour and a half today, it may take me three 30-minute visits, of which 20 of that would be billed CCM. Mm-hmm. So um, so no, they, they don't. What they told me is they don't know how to get out of the room. Mm. Mrs. Smith will start talking about stuff. Yeah. And and I said, you know, hard and fast rules. I mean, you are a provider. And by listening to Mrs. Smith talk about her grandchildren, you've just lost 10 minutes that you could have saved somebody else's life. Yeah. I wonder if announcing when they get there, telling Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Smith, we've got 10 minutes, you know, and if, and if you say that up front, I, I wonder if that will help Mrs. Smith understand. Absolutely. So in assisted livings, I think that's what you have to do. You know, mm-hmm. 10 to 15 minutes. You say, Ms. Smith, I only have 15 minutes. I've got a lot of really critical um, patients today. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's run through this. I tell you what, if we don't hit everything you need and I know I have to leave, then I'm going to go ahead and schedule another visit for you Thursday afternoon. Is right. that good for you? Yeah, I think that's so, great. So I, and, and, and almost... And so there's yeah. no reason for you to be at a home more than 30 minutes. Yeah. And almost guaranteed something else is going to pop up between those two visits that Mrs. Smith needs to tell you that she wouldn't have told you on the first visit if you would have waited another month to see Mrs. Smith. And that's and where it you, really comes into play. And as soon as you hear that, say, oh, my gosh, you're right. We're going to put that on our Thursday visit. I may, I may have to do a telemedicine call, but I'm going to call you on Thursday or I'm going to call you on Saturday or whatever that date may be and then you may say but i also need to run some labs mm-hmm. now, um that, that's the easiest way to get to where we need to be but you've got to start teaching people how to to cut off 
and use the use your time wisely. Mm-hmm. It's impacting negatively other people. And I would I'd love to know, and I don't I, obviously I don't know this for a fact, but I bet you that patient feels more feels more cared for by being seen more than by being seen longer. I, I would think so. Just like in the skilled facilities or in a hospital, when the doctor comes by every day, mm-hmm. and you know, hey, whatever I missed during the re- this day, I'm going to see him tomorrow. Yeah. So it's not that sense of urgency. Um, the other thing I did hear from the AL people is I get so bombarded with people who are calling me, families are calling me, um, or or they're grabbing me in the ha- the hallway. And, and I had to say, but that's because you haven't communicated to them well ahead of time mm-hmm. or, or behind time. So why is your, why is your medical assistant not calling all of these family members and saying, Hey, I just wanted you to know, you know, Susie saw your, your mama yesterday. This is what's going on with her. Sure. Uh, it's in the patient portal or I can send you an e-fax. And that's billable you know, or under CCM. Exactly. Exactly. I could send an email them, uh, uh, I saw your mom yesterday and here's the summary. So we're just not working sometimes smart. Yeah. We're working hard. Right. And leaving and money we, on the table. And leaving the money. Right. So it, so Medicare would have expected any one of our providers, I will tell you that works in a hospital network setting, you know, in an, an outpatient clinic, I guarantee that they would not have half of their hours uh, work to not build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we've been doing that for a long time. The great thing about it is, Jamie, it was a great investment that helped us to teach um, our providers quality of care. Because I do think our providers are, are exceptional because mm-hmm. they are spending time with patients. Sure. They are listening to them. They are doing their research. Um, and that's what's going to end up making the real difference uh, for those patients. But Absolutely. I had a provider yesterday. She's a um, a telemedicine provider, and she said, "Scott, I really don't have time to pull everything in acclivity and do this." And so I pulled up her her stuff, and I said, "Well, I, I, I have to disagree." Mm. I said, "You only you only billed for half your time last month. Right. So what will you do?" Yeah. And she said, "Well." was on the phone with patients and I said, well, maybe you would be better off gathering the information first and then bombarding them instead mm. of just getting on saying, tell me something, getting on and saying, yeah. And that's much more proactive. You know, so that's a much, much more proactive approach. Right. And yeah. you're going to get the, you're going to have that information. And I think you will be able to say up oh, and now my time is up. We're going to mm-hmm. schedule this for another bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think those, I think those are some great practices that I think, uh, yeah. Cause I mean, who doesn't want to be more efficient? Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I know, exactly. I know for myself and I obviously I do a way different job than these providers do, but I feel amazing when I've had a good, you know, day where I've got a lot accomplished and got the things that I wanted to get accomplished, accomplished. I feel so much better than having a really busy day because you can have a really busy day and get nothing done. And, and there's no doubt that the other feels so much better. Right. And so at the end of the day, it's all about the result. Mm -hmm. So what were the results that were accomplished? Yeah. And, and if you can have a success on, 
150 people at the end of the month and it was a success story, then then is that better than I had? And, and even if you said I had 90% effectiveness on 150 people mm-hmm. or I had 100% effectiveness on 70 people. And, yeah. and what we've got to realize is that we have to make sure that we're doing everything we can for all of our patients yeah. out there. Right. And, and that's, I feel like just isn't happening. Mm-hmm. And, and these providers, they get into this and I hear from them every month. I get to, I get to speak with these providers when they're onboarded and they want to make a difference in these patients' lives. And if they really want to make a difference, I think what you're saying is, is the key is to have that, you know, 70, 70, 30, I think is where it's at. Right. So, so I will say that I, that what I think you need to do is today, if you're listening to this podcast, I think you need to pull out um, yourself or your providers, however that is. I think you need to go look and say, okay, am I, am I productive in looking at my work versus build? Now, what that may mean is, all right, did I miss billing? Somehow I have failed to capture all of my hours. And, and again, in our world, we've always said it, if it wasn't written down, then it didn't happen. That's mm. the way healthcare works. Yeah. You've got to document, document, document. So we want to make sure that we're capturing that. But what Medicare is paying you for is only the documentation that was on medical decision-making. What yeah. medical decision did I make today? So that's why you get the 10 minutes for it. So you either bill it under CCM. Um, that's really the only way. We're not billing prolonged codes anymore. We're not billing by time. We're only billing medical necessity. So you've got to bill it under CCM. Yeah. So um, then, then I look at things, you know, as an example, our advanced care planning is down um, like 5% right now from the last month. Mm-hmm. And it, it disturbs me. Um, so we're not capturing those advanced care plans. Part of that was because we shifted uh, what we called our patient care coordinators. Most of them became a, um, a, a, a liaison as a marketing person. And so we're not capturing as much. It does mean that now somebody else has to do it. Right. So we've got to make sure that we're capturing them. That is definitely part of our quality measures. We haven't been capturing transitional care management for the patients that were discharged and we saw them within seven days of hospitalization. That doubles somebody's, um, it doesn't double your work to numbers. It still mm-hmm. gives you 10 minutes of decision, but it does take you from 122 to $281 for that visit. Yeah. So, so again, working, working smart, um, but also what Medicare is looking at, and actually our ACO came back to us about the TCM. If you don't build TCM, that is a negative impact to our quality measures. So they're pulling the TCM visit. So every right. time we see a patient and we just bill a regular code instead of TC, TCM, it actually makes you look like a worse provider. Mm. That's yeah. crazy. It is. Uh, yeah. And those providers do not want that. They, they, a lot of them are very competitive. They want to hit the numbers. I had a provider yesterday said, Scott, you know, I just have some of my patients and they'll say, you know, I, I just don't want you to see me again. I, you saw me last month, you know, I'll see you, you know, in three months or whatever. And I said, then you're going to have to tell them that they can't be a patient of yours at mm. some point. You're going to really, but, and they looked at me and I said, here's what you're not telling them. Medicare, and you need to have this language as providers. Me- Medicare um, is 
holding your you personally accountable for all the costs associated with that patient. Mm-hmm. You are, and they tie that back to your NPI number. So if that person goes to the hospital, they go to a specialist, and something happens to them, all the expense that relates to that is going back to your number because you see them more than anybody else. They're they're accountable. You know, you're accountable for their life. And so you have to explain that to patients and say, Mrs. Smith, I really understand why you're saying this, but I at least have to do a telemedicine visit to check in on you. Because if I don't and something happens to you, one, all of that dollars, my company and me will have to pay that back if it's over, if it's over what your allotment is. Mm. And Medicare has said, I want you to be seen a lot. Yeah, And you have these 12 diagnoses or you have this going on with you. I mean, like if you're healthy, but even me, Jamie, I'm a pretty healthy guy, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Pretty healthy guy. But yep. there's things that happen to me in the course of my year that my doctor may not know because I just didn't see him Sure. Well, once a year. So I've gone back to my doc and said, now I'm 63 years old. I want you to run labs on me twice a month. I mean, twice a year, and I want to see you a minimum of two times a year. Mm-hmm. Because I may go on with, you know, a sinus infection or a cough or something for, you know, a month and not bother to call my dog. Right. And I'm in health care. Gosh, sure. how dumb is that? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I I think everybody needs to, I mean, there's going to be things that happen, And, and even if you're a healthy individual, there's going to be things that happen in between those visits that that doctor needs to know about. And the more they see you, the better. Right. But if I went ahead and set up a visit with my doc, um, twice a year and then two other times, he says, okay, I'm going to call you. You're Mm -hmm. 63 years old, a lot change in, in three months. Um, and that's, that's me at a, at a 0.63 on the risk score. Right. So if I am a, a 2.6 on the risk score, I've, I need to be seen more often than that. But mm-hmm. if I'm a four to five and most of our patients are, they right. are in a three and a half plus on the risk score. They, you, you have to lay eyes on them at least every month and you mm-hmm. probably need to have four visits a month either through telemedicine or um, or in person based on, on how easy it is for us to get to their house. Yeah. So, uh, another 10 years, we're going to have incredible data that's going to prove this point. It's going to, you're going to be able to look back and say these people lived longer um, and lived a better quality of life because they were seen more often and it saved Americans a ton of money in healthcare. So, Jamie, um, this, the STAR facility, um, I'll tell you right now for us this this month is, and I'm going to highlight this, is the Hitchcock House in, um, in Aiken, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So the Hitchcock House of Aiken, South Carolina has um, an average spend for their patients. Now, this they've got a memory unit. They've got a lot of sick people in that building. Right. Average spend for the last year was less than $6,000 mm. total medical wow. expense, less than six. So, you know, the, the base for, for South Carolina is $1,100 um, a month. That's where we start. And then mm. your risk scores will, will cause that to go up. So I went back and I looked in to see what's going on. We've been, South Carolina House Calls has been in that building for seven years. 
-hmm. We have a patient who has been on our service for 74 months, many patients, 40, 40 plus um, months that they have been on our service. Mm -hmm. And I went to the, the nurse and the administrator in that building and I said, guys, I said, I'll give you some of the credit, but I'm going to tell you we're in this building twice a month, right, twice a week. I'm sorry, twice a week. We should be here three, but you guys have been so good at integrating with us that we have been doing an excellent job. The yeah. reason your census has stayed so high because your average um, our average stay is 24 months in the building, but they also have started to grow recently and started adding on new new people. So um, those those have not been on our service very long, so it kind of brings that number down. But 24 months average length of stay is great, and I highlight them as one of the best facilities. So I tell and, – and I told them, I said, I will tell our, um, our providers out there about this facility, and that's something – and they were saying, well, we never got a referral from you. And I said, well, you know, here's the problem. You know, our, our NP goes into six different facilities. How is she going to say, hey, I would choose this one over another one? And if she does, that's kind of tough. Yeah, <laughs> but right. I, I cannot fight it for you because your numbers proved it. Mm. You know, your numbers are proving what we know to be true. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty exciting. So Hitchcock House of Aiken, congratulations and to all the providers who've serviced in that building uh, over the years, you have, you've done an exceptional job. Now, yeah. on the other side, I will tell you this, um, they have 34 patients in the building and we only have 15 of them. Mm. So we're not, we're not sharing our story with the rest of the families. And, and that's a marketing issue. You yeah. know? So we have to do a better job of, of marketing ourselves in this building. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. They, yeah. We have to tell that story. I mean, and because that's what people are going to connect to. And and all of those patients have been seen a minimum of two to three times a month, and some four to six. It's mm -hmm. a, it's the numbers are a little low, but I'm telling you, they but they're having great success. Yeah. So uh, everybody, jump on Power BI, go look and see what your build versus worked hours are. Look and and think back through the last week or the last month, and think where were where, where either I'm not billing or where could I be more efficient in my time. First, stop the 70 to 90 minute visits um, in the homes and spend more time doing telemedicine visits so we get the second, the third or fourth visit a month so we can really start to see our numbers go down because our home numbers are not good, Jamie. Hmm. I mean, our home numbers average out, it, it's over $30,000 in spend a year where example, you know, Hitchcock House was 6,000. Last week I highlighted uh, Myrtle Beach Grove at 11,500. But 30000 is absolutely uh, too high, right. and it's only because we're not seeing patients in the home as often as we're seeing the patients in the AL. Mm -hmm. and so that's, the, that's the difference right there. There's no okay. doubt about it. Okay. i got to run. No time for chit-chat today. That's um, right. I've got to go <laughs> work at another facility. So listen, awesome. you have a great day. Everybody, y'all have a great weekend, and please go back and and really start looking at how you can be more efficient in use of your services and we'll save more lives. Absolutely. So, thanks, thanks God. Thanks for listening. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. Visit our podcast website at the disruptedpodcast.com. You can also subscribe to one of our other podcasts in our podcast network. The LTC University Podcast, Experiencing Healthcare with Matt Staub, and the Thriving Practitioner Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new episode.
Have a great week.